Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, here in the country of Uganda, East Africa. And I am so excited to be behind the microphone again here today talking to you. Thank you so much for inviting me uh, into a small portion of your life. And I hope and pray that this podcast has and will continue uh, to be a blessing and a help to your family as we encourage people, as we encourage God's people to always abound in the work of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and verse number 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, I am doing my level best to encourage people, not only here in Uganda, uh, but uh, around the world through this podcast, encouraging people to always abound in the work of the Lord, looking for more opportunities uh, to serve the Lord. And uh, if you're serving the Lord right now, looking for opportunities to do even more uh, for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so what a blessing it is to be able to serve him. What an honor it is to be able to serve him. Uh, Well, Christmas, is coming up. Christmas season is already here. And, uh, you know, here in Uganda, Christmas is just a little bit different. Um, It seems like uh, in America, uh, people start to celebrate earlier and earlier and earlier. And uh, almost we've, you know, people start putting out Christmas decorations and stuff even before Thanksgiving. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, and so in the United States of America, you're constantly, you're seeing the decorations, you're seeing uh, all the talk about it, you're having and Christmas parties and Christmas plays and and uh, all different kinds of things going on uh, that kind of puts you in what is called the spirit of Christmas. And uh, but over here it's a little bit different because uh, they don't do that. They don't get involved in that uh, too much. Now, if you go to the capital city uh, where it's a little bit more commercialized, um, you'll see Christmas decorations and and things like that. But uh, here where we are, uh, you would not even know that it was close to Christmas uh, until about the day. Or two before Christmas, then people start thinking about it because here in Uganda, Christmas is not so much about uh, giving gifts uh, as it is eating. I mean, they they go all out here uh, with big meals, uh, chicken and pork, and and uh, all different kinds of meats and things that they try to do. And so it's a very big celebration. Families try to come together uh, for that, and they just eat a lot. I mean, you talk about feasting; uh, they know how to do that here. And uh, so it's a little bit different. And uh, so kind of it's when you're when you're someone who is used to American culture and, and used to the idea of uh, the the Christmas holiday and uh, and the, even the, the weeks before Christmas, uh, if you're used to that and you come here, you would think that, man, just everyone around here is a bunch of Scrooges, you know, not even thinking about it. And uh, but uh, but it, it comes around. And uh, again, over here, uh, one of their cultures is they uh, they like to have Christmas uh, service on Christmas Day, and uh, so we'll we'll be having a service uh, on Christmas Day uh, in the morning as God's people meet together. And, you know, I I know that there's a lot of different types of people that believe in different types of things regarding Christmas, and uh, the truth of the matter is um, there is no... there, there. 
honestly, anybody who has any intellectual understanding of things, we understand that we do not know when Jesus Christ was uh, was born. And uh, but I'm I'm glad that uh, we can take a time out. And there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to do this. It's uh, it's definitely not a holy day, as some people try to put it. People try to uh, think of Christmas as a holy day, and it is not a holy day. Uh, it is just simply a day that is set aside uh, to remember the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. But one of the greatest things about Christmas that I enjoy uh, is just giving, the spirit of giving. And I, and I understand people say that, you know, you've got to keep the spirit of Christmas going all year long. And uh, and I understand that principle, and I understand what they're saying. But it's just it's just a special time of the year where you can think about uh, giving, giving, thinking about sacrificing for others, giving of yourself uh, for other people. And uh, I know this past week, uh, my wife and I have joined going, getting around and, and uh, going to the stores and, and buying things for our children, getting things for uh, some of our church people, people that work with us here in the ministry. And uh, there's just something special about it. And, uh, you know, uh, I feel sorry. I really do. I feel sorry for people who did not have a spirit of giving. Um, I, I was just in the village this last week talking to my men, and uh, we were they were talking about an individual. And one of the characteristics they said about that particular individual is they've never, ever, and since they've known that person, ever seen that person give anything to anybody. Now, he always enjoys getting getting things. He always enjoys receiving, uh, but I've never, ever seen him give anything to anyone else. And, uh, you know, that's sad. I feel sorry for people like that. And uh, I really believe that we ought to get into the spirit of Christmas. And I believe the spirit of Christmas is giving. And uh, one of the reasons why we remember uh, this idea of giving is that Jesus Christ was sent to this earth as a gift. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so here we have the son of God, Jesus Christ, coming as a gift, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And uh, the purpose of his coming, the purpose of his being born uh, was so that you and I would be able to have redemption. You and I would be able to have forgiveness for our sins. And uh, and so without the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, we have no gospel. The gospel is the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, but in order for him to do that, he had to be born. And so I am so thankful uh, that he was born. I'm so thankful that he was born of a virgin. And uh, we know that he came as the sinless son of God uh, to take away the sins of the world. And so whatever you're planning on doing this month regarding Christmas, I hope that you have a great time with your friends and family. Uh, one thing that we do here in Masaka, in our church here, uh, because December uh, is a time of giving and uh, people uh, get into that spirit of giving, we always have our missions conference uh, the second week of, uh, of December. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it. At the time of this podcast, we're going to be having our missions conference uh, next week. We have a special speaker, Pastor John Busolo uh, from Mbali Independent Baptist Church, uh, coming to preach our conference. And uh, we have uh, all of the men coming that our church financially supports uh, in missions, trying to get them to come in as well. And uh, so looking forward to a good missions conference and uh, encouraging people uh, to think about giving, not just for themselves and not just for material possessions, but giving for the cause of Jesus Christ giving for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the gospel uh, may be spread throughout the world, that the gospel may be given to the far reaches. And, uh, and so I am, I am so grateful for that. Well, this last week, we had the opportunity to go to one of our churches, our churches uh, that were started out of Masaka Independent Baptist Church. We were able to go to uh, the town 
of Embedizi, Embedizi Baptist Church. Uh, the word Embedizi in English means ribs, and uh, so the town uh, is actually named Ribs. And uh, so I don't know how that uh, name came about, but that's the way it is. But anyway, we have Embedizi Baptist Church there, uh, Pastor Sibanja Henry. And uh, one of the greatest things, you know, <clears throat> this last August, uh, my wife and I had our first grandchild. And uh, I have not yet, <clears throat> excuse me, I've not yet had an opportunity to hold my granddaughter, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to that day when I can do that and uh, just spend a little time with my grandchildren. But it's, it's just a special thing uh, when you see your children uh, beginning to reproduce and, and uh, continuing to carry on the family name, continue to carry on the name of Christ and, and uh, training, and hopefully they'll be raising our grandchildren uh, as we raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And and uh, so that when we're gone, we still have our family representing Christ, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, to a lost and dying world. But it's a wonderful thing. Many of you out there that are listening to my voice today, uh, maybe you have grandchildren and uh, you know how special it is uh, to be able to have those grandchildren. Well, I said that to say this because uh, Embedizi Baptist Church is a special church to me because I remember... Uh, the day that when I was pastoring uh, this church here, Masaka Independent Baptist Church, and uh, I remember the day that we commissioned and we sent out Pastor Sabanja Henry uh, to start Embedizi Baptist Church there in Embedizi, and uh, he has been doing a phenomenal job there. The church is growing, and I am so excited about what God is doing there. But uh, one of the great things about the church in Embedizi is that they also have a vision uh, for starting churches, and uh, since we have sent Pastor Sabanja there to start Embedizi Baptist Church. Uh, out of Embedizi Baptist Church, we have three churches that have been started as a result of Embedizi Baptist Church. Uh, we have uh, Lusana Independent Baptist Church in the village of Lusana. Uh, we have Chazanga Independent Baptist Church. And, uh, and then they're starting a new church uh, in a town called Matete. And uh, we had the opportunity of going there this past week uh, I've never been to Matete. It's off the it's off the uh, the tarmac road, the the paved roads. You've got to go deep. It's about about 15 kilometers on uh, dirt roads into the village area. Uh, but we went there and uh, we saw a uh, quite a large town. A lot of people there. A lot of business going on there, and a place that really really needs a independent Baptist church, a church that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, so we had the opportunity to go there. And uh, one of the uh, and and talking about about the church there and talking about the church that's being started right now. They're meeting in a small uh, school building, and uh, so they're praying that God would be able to give them some a place to rent uh, in the town so that they can uh, have a place to use until God gives them land in the future. But uh, after we visited Matete, I had the opportunity of visiting the man who's starting the church there uh, in Matete. His name is Brother Bonnie, and uh, I've met Brother Bonnie before. I, I've met him uh, just as a member of Embedizi Baptist Church. I know that Brother Bonnie comes in, uh, to our Triennial Bible Institutes when the men come uh, to be taught and trained in the Word of God. And, uh, and so I know him, and, but I've never been to his place. I've never seen what he's doing. And so we had the opportunity of going there. And, uh, and again, we went about halfway to Matete where the church is, and we turned off, and uh, we took our motorcycles, and we were living 
literally uh, on just footpaths. Uh, there's no way that a vehicle could have gotten where we were going. And, uh, and this was just to find the place where this uh, man stays, Brother Bonnie. And uh, we come to find out that Brother Bonnie is staying in on this farm. It's kind of a tree farm where they uh, grow the trees and then they cut the trees down so that they can make charcoal. And uh, they put the charcoal in bags, take it into town and sell it so people can use it for cooking. But anyway, we went there, and uh, Brother Bonnie has has his wife, and he has uh, two very cute little boys uh, that they have there. And when we saw where they lived, I, I wish, and there's just no way that I can do it uh, on this podcast, but I wish I could show you uh, where Brother Bonnie lives. And he chose to live here so that he could be closer to Matete, uh, closer to be where he can uh, be ministering to the people there and continuing to preach the gospel. Uh, but this this place that he and his wife live is is literally, I, I would say size-wise, it's probably the size of a two-man tent. Uh, but it is not made out of material. It's made out of banana leaves and uh, just little sticks sticking in the ground. And then they've got some plastic that is over the top of it that they uh, to keep the rain from coming uh, into the little hut there that they have. And then on top of that uh, plastic, they have... Uh, um, uh, basically just uh, leaves, banana leaves, just so that it doesn't stay so hot. And uh, I guarantee you, if I was to go inside that hut, I would not be able to lay out straight. I mean, it was probably, I would say maybe five, uh, four to five feet long, maybe three uh, feet wide, and just honestly just big enough to put a little mattress in there for he and his wife and his kids. And, uh, and that's the way they're living. And uh, it just it just really broke my heart. And it was amazing as I was leaving with our men, uh, one of our men spoke up and he said, you know, Pastor, after seeing that, he says, we have absolutely nothing to complain about, nothing to complain about. Uh, when you can have an individual that lives in that kind of situation and, and, and be able to serve the Lord and love the Lord, Brother Bonnie has such a great heart and a great love for the Lord. He's a soul winner. He goes out and preaches the gospel. His wife uh, is a, a Sunday school teacher. She came to the uh, ladies' conference a couple weeks ago. Sweet lady. And uh, just, uh, it, it, just, just seeing how they live there just really broke my heart. And uh, as our men were talking about that and, and, and just share, they just said, Pastor, we, we have nothing to complain about. I mean, uh, even if we live in a house that just has iron sheets and a mud walls on it, that's better than what they were living in. Um, but, you know, as I was going back to the town and uh, uh, this verse came across my mind, and I just want to read this verse to you, and this is what, kind of what, what our topic is going to be today. Uh, as you know, this last uh, uh, college uh, semester, we taught verse by verse through the book of Hebrews, and so Hebrews has been on my mind a lot lately, and so I saw this uh, portion of scripture here in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, he's gone through the whole chapter uh, mentioning name after name after name of people who were great examples of faith and who just chose to believe God, who chose to be obedient to God, uh, even though they did not understand it, even though they couldn't figure a lot of it out, they still chose to obey and were obedient to the Lord. And uh, the Bible says down in verse number 32, he says uh, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson, of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, 
wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And then the next two words there, I circled them in my Bible. It says, and others, and others. It says, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And then verse 36, he mentions it again. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain uh, with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. And then he puts a little parenthesis in here. He says, of whom the world was not worthy. Of whom the world was not worthy. As I, as I saw Brother Bonnie and his family and the situation they were living in, and by the way, let me just say this, uh, in our missions conference uh, coming up, our church, Lord willing, is going to be taking on Brother Bonnie for financial support uh, so that uh, we can give him at least maybe enough money for him to rent a decent house uh, for he and his family to live in and uh, even possibly a house that's large enough that not only can their family live in, but uh, they can also have a place for their church uh, to meet so they don't have to meet in that school. And uh, so, Lord willing, we're going to, uh, in our missions conference here, in our church here, we're going to do our best to try to help him out. But I, I just can't get over these words and others, and others. Now, in the context of the scripture here, he's talking about the difference between those that were delivered and those that quenched the violence of fire and those who escaped the edge of the sword. He's, he's saying, yes, there are those that were victorious but there were others that were not so victorious. They uh, were scourged. They were beaten. They were put in prison. They were stoned, sawn asunder, uh, living in caves and, and dens and, and uh, wandering about in the wilderness. And, 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 and these others, they, they didn't have a name. I remember one time we had one of our men here at, at our church here in Masaka preached a message on and others. And uh, it wasn't out of this passage of Scripture, but he was talking about the fact that, you know, so many times you look up the statistics for different countries or different areas, and, you know, they'll say, you know, such and such percentage Catholic and such and such percentage uh, Protestant and such and such percentage Muslim and such and such percentage this and that. And then at the very bottom it says, and others. And others, and and you know, you and I, who are Bible believers, uh, fall into that category of and others, uh, because they either they don't want to name us, or we're so minute and we're so much in the minority that they don't feel led to put our name there, and so they just put us in this category called and others. But you know, as I looked at Brother Bonnie and talked with Brother Bonnie and saw his living conditions and, and what he's trying to do in order so that he can continue furthering the gospel of Jesus Christ, I, I thought about Bonnie and, and thought about him and his family being in this category and others. And others. You know, I, I look at my, my house that I live in, and I look at the ministry, and I, I look, I, I'm sitting here doing this podcast in my office, and I've got electricity, and I've got a fan in front of me that, that keeps me cool, and I've got a carpet on the ground, and, and, and I've got a soft chair to sit in, and a desk that I can sit at, and, and, and I, I look at my office here, 
And my office is in, in, in better condition. And my office has much more uh, utilities than this man starting a church that he and his family are living in. And as I look around in my office here, I think to myself, you know, I wonder how much Bonnie would love just to have a place just like my office here where I'm doing this podcast and others. You know, I believe that you go through the word of God and there are many people that were named and, and thank God for those that were named. We think of great men of God like David and Moses and Joseph and Paul and these men that had names. But, but I, I, I just wonder sometimes, I just want to think for just a minute about the others that don't get the names. The others that are, that are like the Bonnies that are uh, serving in a village and serving in a, in a place where the rest of the world knows nothing about them. The rest of the world could even care less about what he's doing there, but he's living in those conditions and every week going out and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and doing everything he can to help a, a church get established there. And it's not something that he has to do. It's, it's something that God has put on his heart and he has a love for it. And he, he's willing to live in whatever condition that he needs to live in in order to accomplish what God wants him to accomplish. And it convicts my heart. Because I look at my country of the United States of America that is so plush with luxury and, and, and even uh, what we call in the United States of America, what we call uh, the poverty level is luxury. It is riches. It is wealth compared to what many of our people have here in Uganda. You know, I, this last time that I was back in the United States of America on furlough and, and I was in missions conference after missions conference after missions conference and, and, and preaching on missions and sharing the burden. And I remember in the early days, I remember 20 years ago when I started uh, out and when I went back on my first furlough, it just seemed like every missions conference, there was someone that would surrender uh, to go to the mission field or surrender to go preach the gospel or, or do something. It just seemed like it, there, there never would be a missions conference go by that someone did not dedicate their lives to the Lord. But it seems like for some reason those days are gone. It seems like for some reason in the United States of America where we have so much and we live in such luxury and we drive, uh, our families have two or three uh, cars and, and uh, we have all of the smartphones and we have the, the smart houses that, uh, you know, we can control the electricity uh, by our phones and we can control the temperature by our phones and we have all of that luxury, we have all of that finances and please don't misunderstand me, I'm not condemning you if you have those things. I'm, I'm just saying that what has happened in our world today is we've become so attached and we've become so drawn to living luxurious lifestyles that unless we have that, we're not willing to surrender because we don't want to be one of the others. We want to have a name. We want to have money in our bank account, and we want to have people see the cars that we drive, and we want to have people come to our house and, and see the type of houses that we live in. And, and we, we want to have a name, and we want to be seen as successful, and we want to see, be seen as having things. And, and I'm just saying today that there are some people in this world that are abounding in the work of the Lord that fall into this category and others. And others. 
the no names, the people that we that books are never going to be written about, that movies are never going to be performed about, that that people are never going to be using them as the talk of the town. And listen, I I thank God for the Adoniram Judsons and the Hudson Taylors and and all of these men that did great things for God that had a great name. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not against that, but I'm just saying today that as I look in my country here in Uganda and as I look around the world at China and North Korea and in many of these closed countries where you've got so many that fall into this category and others and others that are just doing something for God. They're they're not in it for the money. They're not in it for the fame. They're not in it for uh, what they can get out of it. They're just in it so they can go out one more time and reach souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you afraid to be in the other's category? Are you afraid to to give up your name and give up your popularity and give up your finances and give up the the luxuries of life? I'm just saying today, we're living in the last days. We're living in the the final time when the Lord Jesus Christ could come back at any time. And and I just wonder how much of it we have hoarded in this life and how much we have uh, sunk our roots into this life to get more and more and more things. We're so, and I'm preaching to myself today, we're, we're so materialistically minded and we have to have this and we have to have that. And if we don't have those things, then no thank you, God. I don't think that's what you want me to do. I'm just saying, when I was out there with Brother Bonnie, it broke my heart. It broke my heart to see a man willing to live in squalor conditions he didn't have he doesn't have to he, he he was he was faithful in Embassy Baptist Church. He was back in the town. He was serving God and, and and working there in the town and he had a roof over his head and lived in a normal type of house. He doesn't have to live in the squalor conditions. But he chooses to live that way so he can reach those people in Metete with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can I ask you today, if you're listening to my voice, are you willing to to give up what you have to reach this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've heard all this before. You, you know you can't take it with you, and you know that you can't put anything and take it into eternal life. So, so why is it that we hear that so much, and yet we continue to live for materialism? We continue to live for, for the things of this life. We continue to live for, uh, you know, I, I want the next greatest and the next best, and I want bigger house, and I want a nicer car, and I want all of these things, and we, we amass all these things to our life so that we can live an easy life. And why we live an easy life, we let a world die and go to hell. I'm just saying today that when I went out and I saw where Bonnie Kukosa lives and where his wife lives and where his two boys live. It just broke my heart and I realized to myself, you know what? I have so many things. I have a car. I have a nice house. I have a nice office. I have all these nice things. What's my excuse? What is my excuse? 
I've got the, I have the resources and finances to buy Bibles. I've got the resources and finances to, to, to print gospel tracts. I've, I've got the resources and finances to operate an online radio station. I've, I, I've got the resources that I have. Why, what is my excuse? Why, why can't I give up what I have to do more for the Lord Jesus Christ? I remember not too long ago, several years ago, when my, my pastor and his son and a couple of guys from our church went and uh, visited North Korea. And uh, they had to go into China, and then through China they went into North Korea, and, and just talking about all of the unsung heroes, all of the others that we'll never hear about, all of the others that we'll never understand, we'll never meet them, we'll never know their name. Until we get to heaven. What category are you want to be in? I realize these people didn't have a choice whether their name was in the Bible or not. The Holy Spirit of God chose to put the names in there of what he wanted. But I think it's just interesting that he said, and others. And others. You don't know their name. You don't know their background. You don't know their families. You don't know what their job was. You don't know what they gave up. He just says, and others. I hope and pray that I never get out of my heart and mind the conditions that I saw Brother Bonnie living in. And I hope and I pray that our church here in Masaka uh, will be able to take him on for financial support and maybe give him a little bit more of a, a secure place. I mean, I, I, we asked him, hey, do you have any trouble with snakes? And, and uh, you no, know, he says he's never seen snakes. But when it rains, their mattress gets wet, their clothes gets wet. And he's willing to do that. He has no motorcycle, no bicycle. He walks everywhere he goes but he has a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. He's one of those others. He's one of those others. And I guarantee you, I could, I could talk to you about countless numbers of pastors here in Uganda that I've met and pastors that I'm dealing with that are they're just others. But they're abounding in the work of the Lord. They're abounding in the work of the Lord. I thank God for my country of the United States of America. I believe that no country in the world in the history of this world has given more to missions, uh, more for the cause of Christ than, than the United States of America. But I, I'm sorry. I, I look at our country and I look at what our country has, and I'm just saying we have not scratched the surface of what we could give. We have not scratched the surface of what we could dig down deep and support uh, missions and support the cause of, of Jesus Christ. It's just we don't want to give up the luxuries. We don't want to downsize the house. We don't want to drive a used vehicle. We, 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 we want to have a name. We want to appear to be successful to those around us. We don't, we don't want to drive around in, in something old, and we don't want to live in an old house. and uh, we, we don't want to live in those type of things because what would people think about me? and others, and others, and others. Look what it says about those others. He says in verse number 38, of whom the world was not worthy. <laughs> wow. The world was not even worthy. The world did not even deserve to have these people living on it. 
and others. I realize Brother Bonnie probably doesn't have the education that you and I will have. I realize that Brother Bonnie does not have the finances you and I will ever have, that you and I have. He'll never have that. He'll never live in a house like you and I live in. He'll probably never have a motor car. But he's not asking for those things. He's not putting those things as a prerequisite and saying, Lord, if you give me those things, then, then I'll serve you. If you give me those things, then, then I'll give of myself. No. He just said, Lord, if you can use me, use me. It doesn't matter where I live. It doesn't matter what I drive. It doesn't matter where I have to work. If you can use me, then use me. You see, Bonnie doesn't mind being one of those others. He doesn't mind being one of those others. May I ask us today, would you consider being in this category of others? Would you consider being in this category of the no names, that don't have the stories, that don't have the popularity, that don't have the money, but they gave themselves for the cause of Jesus Christ, many of these even to the point of death, and the Bible says the world was not worthy of them. The world was not worthy. I have the opportunity many times to watch the news and, and just, just seeing the, the luxury and just seeing what everyone in America has. And, and listen, if God's blessed you, I'm not against you. But if what God has blessed you with, if what God has given you with, if the resource you have is keeping you from furthering the gospel of Jesus Christ, then maybe it wasn't the Lord that gave it to you. Maybe it wasn't the blessings of God because the blessings of God would not be given to you and cause you not to reach this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to be in that category of others. I don't know that anyone will ever write a book about me. I'm not trying to get a book written about me. I don't know that my name will be remembered by anybody. But I just want to be part of these others. That just no matter, no matter what, what they have, no matter how they live, no matter where God's called them to serve, they're just going to always abound in the work of the Lord. They're going to always abound in the work of the Lord. And I believe one day when we get to heaven, the people that we thought, oh man, these are just great spiritual giants. Oh man, surely, I mean, look at how much they have. Surely they must, they must be doing something right for God. I believe when we get to heaven one day, I believe that these others are going to far outnumber the ones who have the names. These others that we never hear about, these others in country after country after country all around this world that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, that are preaching the gospel, but no one will ever know their name. And others. And others. I wonder this... Christmas season, if you would be willing to take your life and your family's life and give it to God for whatever he wants, what a great gift that would be. If you would just take this time in this, yes, give the gifts to your, 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 your kids, and yes, give the gifts to your friends, and yes, give the gift to your pastor. I understand all that, but why don't you give a gift to the Lord uh, this, this, this Christmas holiday and say, Lord, I'm giving you myself.
whatever it takes, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, if you want me to be part of these others, it doesn't matter. I want to give myself to you. Give myself to you. You know, so many times in this country of Uganda, the Ugandans have taught me I've never lived in that type of poverty. I've never lived not having that or living on that kind of money that he, that he makes. He probably, Brother Bonnie uh, probably makes, if, if I was to convert it to the U.S. dollars, he probably makes about $25 a month. $25 a month. But he loves the Lord. And he's serving the Lord with all of his heart. He's just one of those others. <laughs> he's, he's just one of those others of whom the world is not worthy. Oh, may God break our hearts. We live, our world today that we live in is, is on its way to hell. And if we don't get more of God's people serious about the work of God, then we're going to lose more and more people to eternity in the lake of fire. Oh, my friend, this Christmas time, why don't you give yourself? Give yourself to the Lord. God, whatever it is, I don't need the name, I don't need the money, I don't need the possessions. I'm willing to give it all up, Lord. I'm willing to give it to you if you'll use me for whatever you have me to use me. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Let me encourage you, if you have a prayer list or if you pray for people, intercede for people, put Brother Bonnie Kakoza. Bonnie Kakoza. I know that's an unusual name for a man, but over here in Uganda there's many men that are named Bonnie. Bonnie Kakoza. Put him on your prayer list. Pray for him. Pray as he tries to reach Matete with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pray as he tries to get a church established there in Matete. Pray that God will use him in a great and a mighty way. You may not ever meet him. You may not ever, ever get a chance to shake his hand. But you can sure pray for him. And I would ask that you do that. Well, I hope you have a great Merry Christmas this year. Our next podcast that we'll do, I'll talk more about uh, Christmas uh, specifically. But I hope that you have a great time. I hope that you're able to be with your friends and your family. I know uh, this year uh, we have uh, my two youngest uh, are here. Uh, Brother Skyler and uh, uh, Savannah are still with us, and so we're going to be celebrating with them. My mom and dad uh, are coming from the United States to visit us, and so it's going to be a great time having them here for Christmas as well. And, uh, of course, my brother and uh, my sister are here. Uh, pray for our children, if you would. Uh, this will be the first time uh, that uh, our two children that are in college uh, will not be with family uh, during Christmas. And uh, you know how that does kind of uh, affect your mind a little bit when you're used to being with family. And so pray for Skylar, uh, not Skylar, but pray for uh, Shailen, uh, Shailen and uh, Shiloh as they uh, spend Christmas with their brother Stanley. Pray for Shane and uh, Rachel and Arya. Arya is going to be, my granddaughter is going to be having her first Christmas time. And so I know they're going to have a great time together as well as they uh, go to their in-laws for their Christmas celebration. So whatever it is, wherever you're going, uh, have a great time. And uh, continue to pray for us if you would. Pray for our ministries here. And uh, pray that God will continue to bless. We've got two TBIs coming up in January. And 
uh, the first week of January will be a TBI here. Second week of January, we'll have a TBI uh, up in Calido. So we've got a lot of things planned and uh, looking forward to seeing how God is going to work and deal with that. Well, if you haven't done so already, let me encourage you uh, to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can just type in Always Abounding or type in my name, Keith Stensis, and you should be able to find this podcast uh, anywhere that you uh, might listen to podcasts. We upload every Friday, and uh, so I hope that uh, you'll make a point to subscribe and make a point to listen to this weekly podcast as we encourage you to always abound in the work of the Lord. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.